alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla wa man yudlil fala hadiyala ashhadu an la ilaha illa allah wahdahu la sharika la wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluh sallallahu wa sallamuhu alayhi amma ba'd ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun ya ayyuhannas ittaqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahidah wa khalaqa minha zawjaha wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisaa wa taqullaha alladhi tasa'aluna bihi wal arham inna allaha kana alaykum raqiba Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadida yuslih lakum a'malakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wa man yuti'illaha wa rasoolahu faqad faza fawzan azima amma ba'd fa inna asdaqal hadith kitabullah wa ahsal hadhi hadhi muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sharral umuri muhdathatuhah وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ ثُمَّ أَمَّا بَعْدٍ الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا مرحبا بكم We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise the rank of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and grant him peace. I want to extend a very warm welcome to everyone who has joined us here this evening. And I want to thank the organizers of these beneficial lessons for their efforts and continuously bringing benefit to the Muslims and connecting them to good and to spread and spreading of good. May Allah Ta'ala reward each and every one of you tremendously and bless you and give you the very best of this world and of the next. Bithnillahi Ta'ala, the topic of tonight's talk as aforementioned, then it is the test of life. Because bila shakwa, bila raib, everything in this life, then it is a test. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He informs us of this in His Noble Book. Allah Ta'ala, he says, هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ Has there not come upon mankind? حِينٌ مِّنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْءً مَذْكُورًا A period of time where there were nothing to be mentioned. Allah Ta'ala, he informs us that there was a period of time that none of us existed. And then we were brought into existence. So we should know that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he does not do anything that is lacking of reason. Allah Ta'ala, He does not do anything for mere play and amusement. But there is a wisdom behind everything in which Allah Ta'ala, He does. And from the wisdoms of bringing us into creation, then we all know, as is well known, Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I did not create the jinn nor the mankind except for them to worship me, to establish the tawheed. With that being the case, it also should be known that we have been put here as a test to see who and which one from amongst us is going to be the best indeed. Allah Ta'ala, he goes on to say in that tremendous surah that we open up with, 
Allah Ta'ala, He says, That verily, we have created mankind from a nutafa, mixed drops of discharge from the man and from the woman. Naam, the mixed semen and the discharge of the man and of the woman. Allah Ta'ala, He explains to us that He has made us from this very simple liquid and fluid Allah Ta'ala, He says, مِن نُطْفَةٍ أَمْشَاجٍ نَبْتَلِيهِ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا That we made him from this mixture of fluid in order that we may test him and thus we made him one who hears and one who sees. We gave human beings the ability to hear and to see. The ulama of tafsir, they mention that what has been brought forward is that which we need to pay attention to and that is Allah Ta'ala's statement that we tested him. Naam. But what is understood? That we made him so that we made him one who hears and one who sees, so that we may what? So that we may test him. So that we may put him to to test. So this world is a test and this life is a test upon the human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says. That blessed is he in whose hands there is the dominion. And he is over all things most capable. That Allah Ta'ala, he is capable of doing all things. And he is all powerful, all capable. Allah Ta'ala, he says, The one who has made the death and who has made the life, so as to test you and to see which of you is best indeed. So Allah Ta'ala, He has created the, the death and He has created the life in order to test us which of us is best indeed. So we see that Allah Ta'ala, He has created us in order to test us to see if we were to establish the Tawheed or not. Allah Ta'ala, He has created death and He has created life. So as to test you, which of you is best indeed? The ulama of the Salaf, they mention that when it is mentioned, the one who was best indeed, what is meant by that is those who are the akhlasu. The akhlasu, those who have the most sincerity, those who they are true monotheists, then this is well known. Those who are the true monotheists. If it's for Allah, then it is sincere. Then this is what is meant by akhlasu, that it is upon sincerity because it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the meaning of wa'aswabu and that which is the most correct? The ulama, they explain from the salaf what that which is meant by the most correct. It means if it is upon the sunnah, then this is what is meant by aswabu, the most correct. And this is what is sawab, this is what is correct. That which is upon the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. So we have been put in this world and we have been put to test to see which one of us will establish the tawheed and follow the sunnah to follow the prophets and the commands and the books and the guidance that were revealed to them when they reach us. Are we going to be of those who are true followers of the Prophet or not? Are we going to be of those who truly follow the guidance in which was revealed to the Prophet or not? So this is something of tremendous importance that we know and that we understand.
that overall the greatest aspect and the greatest manner by way in which we will pass the test then it is by submitting ourselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon Tawheed, by being compliant unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands, and by freeing ourselves from polytheism and from the polytheists, that we stick to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we do not take anything in front of the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the, from the methodologies and from the ideologies and from the ways of the human beings, but that we put the way of the Prophet ﷺ first and foremost when it comes to holding on and clinging to a guidance and to a, myth, and to a, a methodology. Allah He informs us in His Noble Book that every situation that we have been put here in in this life, that it is a test. Because often when you mention test, what comes to an individual's mind are those situations that contain therein difficulty. This is what comes to an individual's mind, that those difficult situations and those difficult occurrences that will happen inside of a person's life, those things that are distasteful, those things that an individual will not necessarily choose for themselves, then this is what implied and in, in what is understood by a test. But also what enters into a test and what enters into the test in which we are under constantly are also good times. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his noble book, he says, And I want you to pay very close attention to what Allah ta'ala, he mentions. He says, because this is what some comes to what individuals' minds. And when we have tested him and we have restricted for him his means, then he will say, my Lord has humiliated me. Now, we'll come back to this ayah, inshallah ta'ala. Because this is what comes to people's minds when it comes to a test, the difficult things. But Allah ta'ala, he says before that, Now, And that verily the human beings, when we, when we put him to test. Now let's go back to what comes to people's minds. Now, first and foremost, is that when when we restrict upon him their provisions, when we make things difficult upon them, when we put them in situations of difficulty, Allah Ta'ala he says, when we put him to a test. Now let's go back to the verse that comes before that. Allah Ta'ala he says, in for as far as the human beings and as for man, and when we put him to a test, the exact same words are used here. When his Lord tests him, how? When his Lord tests him by giving him, by, by honoring him and giving him gifts, by honoring him and bestowing bounty upon him. Then the human being, he says, my Lord has honored me. My Lord has honored me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here in these ayat, he makes it very clear to us that the good times, they are also a test. And then Allah ta'ala, he goes on to mention after this ayah, as, as, as was aforementioned, And when he puts him to test by straightening his means of life, he says, my Lord has humiliated me. Allah ta'ala, he says, He says, nay. But rather, you didn't treat the orphans with kindness and generosity. Now, to the end of those ayat, that the 
test that comes to human beings when they fail it it is not due to the fact of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humiliating them but you will find is only the human beings who will bring humiliation into themselves by not doing that in which Allah ta'ala has ordered them and commanded them to do as Allah ta'ala he brings examples here by them not treating the orphans with kindness and generosity so on and so forth Naam. so all of these things they enter into the way and the manner in which the human beings they are tested Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only does he inform us that he created us and put us to test that he created the life and he created the death so that we may be put to test Allah ta'ala does not only inform us that he has given us hearing and seeing so that we may be utilized and use use them throughout the duration of the test and thus we are being tested Naam, he has given us these faculties so that we may be tested by them so we can take the test Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he promises us that we are going to be tested Allah Ta'ala, He promises us that we're going to be tested. And this is a fact that I want us to pay very close attention to because it is of extreme importance that we realize that the test is part of life so that we know how to take the test in its proper manner and we know how to react to the test in a proper way. That we understand that the test is part of life. We're going to be tested. We're going to be tested with something from prosperity and we're going to be tested from something from calamity as relates to prosperity how does one pass the test in times of prosperity they pass the test in times of prosperity by being thankful unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah ta'ala he puts us in good times Allah ta'ala he gives us beautiful things in order to test us to see whether or not we are going to be thankful or not now Allah ta'ala he knows already those who are going to show thanks and those who are going to be ungrateful. But Allah Ta'ala, He establishes the proofs and the evidence against us so that we cannot come on the day of judgment and say, Oh my Lord, I would have been thankful if I were given this situation. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He puts us in situations where we ought to show thanks. And then if we show thanks, we will be rewarded. And if we do not, then we will have to reap the consequences of that action and due to that ingratitude. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala, He establishes the proofs and evidence against the human beings so that they don't come on the day of judgment and say, Oh my Lord, how come I have not been given the reward of those who were patient? Had I not only but have been given an opportunity to be patient. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He puts us to tests, through trials and calamities to put us in situations that necessitate and require from us that we exhibit and illustrate patience to so so that it could be known those who are patient from those who are not patient Naam. in any event going back allah ta'ala he promises us that he is going to put us to a test allah ta'ala he says Allah Ta'ala, He says, And verily, we will definitely, undoubtedly test you with something from fear. And I want you to pay very close attention. And these are the verses that, Bithmilahi Ta'ala, we want to look at as the focal point of tonight's lesson. So I would like everyone to turn to Surah Al Baqarah. Verse 155, Bithni Lahi Ta'ala. So if you have a Mus'hab translation, please turn to Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 155. Wherein Allah Ta'ala, He says, as aforementioned, 
and it verily undoubtedly we were going to test you be in with something from and this is why i want you to have the mushaf in front of you so you can follow along allah ta'ala he says be <clears throat> in with something from and i and i'm highlighting that because there's a very important point attached to it so that we may better understand from fear and hunger and the loss of money and of life with thamarat and the loss of fruits from one's labor and give glad tidings to those who are patient Allah Ta'ala he goes on to say those who when a calamity strikes them they say those who when they are stricken with a calamity they say verily we belong unto Allah and unto Allah is our return Allah Ta'ala he says that these individuals they will have upon them we will come to see what that means they will have the salawat of their Lord upon them and they will have upon them mercy and these individuals undoubtedly they are those who are guided they are those who are upon guidance Naam. Imam Ibn Kathir Al-Hafidh Ibn Kathir he mentions inside of his tafsir Akhbar Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala he informs us that verily he put his slaves to test that Allah Ta'ala he put his slaves to test that he tests them that he tests his believing slaves so here those slaves that are being referred to here they are the believers and this is one point that I want you to write down in your notes that these ayat these verses here from Surah Al-Baqarah that it is referring to the believers now it is not referring to the disbelievers but it is referring to the believers because Allah Ta'ala even when he tests us he is merciful upon us in a manner in which he tests us now as we see here as indicated in inside of these ayat as we see here from this verse that Allah Ta'ala, he's talking about the believers, not the disbelievers. Naam. That Allah Ta'ala, he will put us to test and he will put us to trial. Allah Ta'ala, he says, And verily we will test you, you all, believers. So the kum here, then it refers to the mu'minun. So the khitab here is to the believers. He's addressing the believers that verily we're going to test you, O believers. We're going to put you all to a test. Naam. Allah Ta'ala, He says elsewhere in the Quran, That Allah Ta'ala, He says, And verily, we would verily put you all, meaning who? You believers to a test until we know those who from amongst you who will strive hard in the cause of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and those who are patient. Naam. And those who they show patience. So Allah Ta'ala, He attests, He, 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 he is um, informing the believers that verily He will put us to test to see which one of which from amongst us will strive hard in the in the path of Allah and which from, from amongst us will show patience. Fatarat bisarra 
Sometimes the test is in good times. It's with ease and, 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 and relaxation. Naam. And sometimes, and sometimes the test is from hardship, is with hardship. Naam. So Allah Ta'ala, He informs us, as aforementioned, that He will test us with good times. Naam. In those verses that we open up with. So I want you now to go back to them and to refer back unto them. And as a test, because these are ayat that many of us are familiar with, those that we open up with, that the answer lies therein. And as an open quiz, I want you to go back, and I want you to tell me what surah that's from and what verse is being referred to. For those who are on the live broadcast, after the class is done, then you can bring forth your answers. For those who are following along at home after listening to the recording, sometime in the future, then refer back to the recording and answer amongst yourselves. Find the verse in the surah. In any event, Allah Ta'ala, He tests the believers, and we know He's talking about the believers because there, because there comes another time that it is mentioned that individuals, they were tested with hunger and they were tested with fear. But it was mentioned in a different manner. And this is as it comes in Allah Ta'ala's statement. Where Allah Ta'ala, he says in Surah Nahl, verse 112, Allah Ta'ala, he says, And Allah puts forth a parable. Of a village, Kanat Aminata. It was safe. Naam Amina. It was a village that it was safe. Amina. Mutumainna. It was safe and it had tranquility. Yetiha Yetiha That its provisions, it came unto it. Ragada. Min kulli makanin. That its provisions, it came to it. From in abundance from every place. Now, it came to it in abundance from every place. And then what happened? For kafarat. And then they disbelieved. And then they were ungrateful. And they showed disbelief. And they denied the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, for kafarat. They disbelieved. And they were deniers and disbelievers in that which Allah Ta'ala he had given them. Allah Ta'ala he says فَإِذَا So Allah Ta'ala caused them to taste and put them to test. فَأَذَاقَهَ اللَّهُ لِبَاسَ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ بِمَا كَانُوا يَصْنَعُونَ So Allah Ta'ala he put upon them and he made them taste Libas, Allah Ta'ala, He describes it as Libas al wal khawf. He made them taste the clothing, as you can say, the clothing of hunger and of fear, meaning that He gave to them extreme hunger and extreme fear, famine and fear. Naam. Why? Because of that in which they used to do from their disbelief. So Allah Ta'ala, He says, فَأَذَاقَهَ اللَّهُ 
libas al jur. So Allah Taala He gave them the libas of jur and the libas of what of khauf. He gave unto them a clothing of jur and a clothing of khauf, of 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 hunger, and of fear. Why is the word libas used here? The ulama they mention that the word libas is used. Yani qara libas al jur wal khauf. It is said that it was the libas of jur and khauf because the hunger, naam, yadharu that it was clear and apparent upon them. Yadharu alayhim al jur wal khauf that it was clear and apparent upon them. Hunger and fear. This means that they were visibly shaken. This means that you can see that they were visibly starving. That they were visibly hungry. You can see they were emaciated. Naam. This was the type of hunger that Allah Taala He put on them. This was the type of fear that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He put on them. Why? Because of their disbelief. Because of them denying Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and the bounties of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is what He put upon them. So Allah Taala He put this fear and this hunger upon the kuffar like this. Why? Because of what they used to do. Because of what they used to do. So, when we say in the ulama, meaning when the ulama mentioned, when the ulama and the people of knowledge, they mentioned that this verse here in Surah Al-Baqarah is not talking about the kuffar. Where do they extract that from? Where do we learn this from them? We learn this from the ulama due to their extracting the contrast between how Allah Ta'ala speaks about how he put and he, he made the kuffar taste hunger and taste fear to how he mentions him testing the believers with hunger and fear. Allah Ta'ala, he says about the disbelievers that he put upon them, libas al-jur wal-khawf, that he put upon them the clothing, because libas is like clothing, ma'am, but here it means what? Extreme. We understand it means that they were extremely hungry. Why? Because the jur, yadhara alayhim, it was clear and apparent upon them. They were clearly hungry. Clearly hungry. You're only clearly hungry when what? When the hunger is extreme. Ma'am? You're only clearly hungry and malnourished when what? When it is extreme. And likewise, al-khawf, a person is clearly shaken when what? When the fear is extreme. But Allah Ta'ala, look how he talks about how he will test the believers. Allah Ta'ala, he says, بِشَيْءٍ مِلَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ That we verily, we're going to test you with something. With something from fear. And something from hunger. The ulama, they mention, they say, because if Allah were to test individuals with hunger... And with fear, this means he will destroy them by way of hunger and fear. But by Allah Ta'ala saying that he will test the believers with something from hunger and fear, Imam Al-Kathir, he says, Meaning he will test us with a little bit of hunger and a little bit of fear. Meaning he will test us with something from hunger and something from fear, but not enough to destroy us. And in that, I want you to reflect and ponder. That all of the things in which Allah Ta'ala, He will test us from, that He mentioned here in this verse, it is something from it, a portion of it, not 
enough of it to destroy an individual, but a portion from it to test an individual. Because Allah Ta'ala, He does not put us to test. He does not put us through trials and tribulations. Allah Ta'ala, He does not put a, a calamity upon us in order to destroy us. Allah Ta'ala does not put a calamity upon the believers to destroy them. But Allah Ta'ala, He puts the, the believers through calamities to purify them. Allah Ta'ala, He puts the believers through, through calamities to raise their rank inside of the Jannah. As Imam Ibn Qithir, He mentions, as, uh, excuse me, Imam Ibn Qayyim, He mentions, He says that Allah Ta'ala, He will want for a slave to reach a particular level in the Jannah. But if their actions do not justify them reaching that level in Jannah, they don't do enough actions to justify them meeting that level in Jannah, then Allah Ta'ala, He will put them through trials and put them through tribulations so that by way of their patience and exhibiting patience, they will reach that level in the, inside of the Jannah. So, and as we know, that whenever a believer goes through any type of difficulty, then the sins, they fall off of the believer. Even the pricking of a thorn to one's, to one's person the small amount of pain that comes even from that, sins will fall off of an individual. So the calamities from, from, from worry, from pain, so on and so forth, then the sins, they fall off of an individual. So I want you to look at calamities, look at tragedies, look at those things that will reach you that you do not like and you will, yani, will rather not touch you and look at them from another perspective. The perspective of these things are in actuality better for you because they will be a cause and a means for your ranks to be risen and they will be a cause and a means for your sins to be forgiven with the condition that you are patient, that you exhibit patience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the reward and from the reward for those who are patient. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that we will be tested with something from hunger and something from something from fear and something from hunger. وَنَقُصٌ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ نَقُصٌ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ means ذَهَابُ بَعْضِهَا that we will lose some of our wealth. We will lose some of our wealth. We will lose some of our possessions. We will lose some of our money. We will lose some of these things. نعم والأنفس meaning that we will lose as uh, Imam Al-Kathiri mentions he says كَمَوْتِ أَصْحَابِ like the death of one's companions, wal-aqarib, wal-ahbab, like the death of one's friends, and the death of one's family members, and the death of one's loved ones. Naam, because um, the majority of the people who live in the earth, and those who live to be a good old age, you will find that you always will outlive some of your loved ones, some of your friends, and some of your family members. And all of this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. thamarat. Allah ta'ala, he says, thamarat. A, meaning that some of the fruits and some of the agriculture and some of the yields from the harvests, then they will be lost. Naam, they will be lost. But it is important for us to understand in the ulama, they mention also that also what can enter into this and what enters into this is the loss of business transactions, a business deal not going through and a person end up losing on that particular deal then all of this enters into that the loss of profit the loss of uh, returns on one's investment so on and so forth all of this it enters into this now I want you to go back and I want you to reflect that 
Allah Ta'ala, He tells us and He promises us that He is going to test us. I want you to reflect on uh, this point that Allah Ta'ala, He says, That verily, undoubtedly, we're going to test you with something from. So Allah promises He's going to test us with this, right? So when we see these things happen inside of our lives, Keep this verse in mind so you're not surprised by it because it will help you to deal with the calamities. It has come, Imam Al-Kathiri mentions, he says, for he says that some of the Salaf, excuse me, and some of the Salaf they used to say, that some of the palm trees, some of the Salaf, when they were in situations where the harvest came and some of the palm trees, they did not produce any fruit. Some of them, and in some cases, none of them produced fruits except for just one of them. Only one of them produced fruits. Or it was a year that the yield was very low. Only a few, very small number had produced any type of fruits during that year. When this will happen, Naam, when this will happen, did they fall into a depression? Did they cry out in agony and so on and so forth, right? No, not at all. But they gave us a very good example. Naam, when these things will happen and these things will take place, they will say that kullu hadha, that all of this, wa amthaluhu, and that which is like it, When these things will happen, they will say, All of this and that which is similar to it. All of this, these are from the ways that Allah tests His slaves. These are from the ways that Allah tests His slaves. فَمَنْ صَبَرَ أَثَابَهُ اللَّهُ وَمَنْ اللَّهُ بِهِ they will say, these are from the ways Allah tests his slaves. Those who are patient, Allah will reward them. And those who are uncontent and those who are not patient, Allah will punish them. They will be subjected to the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلِهَذَا And due to this, Allah ta'ala, he says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ So give glad tidings to those who are patient. Because we, Allah promises us He's going to test us. So when the test comes, don't be taken aback. Don't be surprised. But no, this is your Lord fulfilling His word. He told us He's going to test us. So when we're tested with something from hunger, something from fear, something from the loss of life, something from the loss of fruits, from, something from the loss of wealth, then we should know this is what Allah Ta'ala He has promised us. And if we are patient, Allah will reward us. And if we are not patient, then we will be subjected to the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's Allah ta'ala, he says, so give glad tidings to those who are patient. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he describes for us those who are patient, because an individual will come and they will say, I'm patient. And they'll write themselves to be from amongst the patient. But are they really patient? Allahu a'lam, right? We know who are patient due to Allah's description on those who are patient. Allah Ta'ala, He says that those who are patient, they are the ones, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا 
They are those who when a calamity strikes them, they say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. That verily we belong unto Allah and unto Allah is our final return. And it's important to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will reward you. The greater the calamity, the greater the reward. Naam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, That the greater the test, the greater the reward. And I want you to pay very close attention to this, especially those who suffer from health, ongoing health issues. Those who are suffering from ongoing health issues, whether that is diabetes and the pains that come along with diabetes, whether that is hypertension and the complications that come along with hypertension, whether that is an autoimmune disease like lupus, fibromyalgia, so on and so forth. Anyone who suffers from an ongoing ailment, I want you to keep this in mind. The greater the reward, the greater the, the, greater the test, the greater the reward. And also, listen, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Inna allaha, that verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he loves a people, ibtalahum, that when Allah loves a people, he puts them to trial, he puts them to tests, he puts them through through uh, calamities, Naam. he puts them to trial, he puts them through tests. Whoever is pleased, then Allah will be pleased with them. And whoever is displeased, whoever is angry with Allah, whoever is discontent and angry with Allah, then Allah is angry with them. This hadith is Sahih, Rawahu Ibn Umajah, Min Hadith Anas bin Malik. Let us go back to the description of those who they are patient. Those who are patient, they say, Imam al-Kathir, because we, we, we hear this a lot, and the Muslims, we know this, 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 this uh, statement, that verily we belong unto Allah, and unto Allah is our return. But what are the implications of that statement? What, are, what is the true understanding of that statement? When we say that statement, how should we act in wake of it? And what should we and what are we in actuality acknowledging? Imam Kathir he mentions, he says, those who say that statement when a calamity comes, they know. They know that they are the property of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That they are the property of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala, He will yani, do to His slaves what He chooses. So Allah Ta'ala, He will test this one with what He tests this one with and test that one with something different. Because Allah Ta'ala, He tests everyone according to the level of their religion. So we all don't get the same test. Allah Ta'ala, He tests each and every one of us with what we can handle. In any event, Allah Ta'ala, He can do to us what He chooses because we are His property. When, so when an individual says, Inna lillah, that verily, we belong to Allah, they're acknowledging this test that I'm going through, this is what Allah has written for me. And Allah Ta'ala does what He chooses. Allah Ta'ala, He is not questioned, but we will be questioned. Naam? So He acknowledges that we belong unto Allah. Allah told us He was going to test us, and Allah tested us like this. 
we belong to Allah. Inna lillah. Naam? Then they submit themselves unto this fact that we belong unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah ta'ala, he would do to us what he pleases. Wa alimu. And they also know. Annahu la yadir'u ladayhi mithqala dharra yawm al-qiyamah. And they know that there will be nothing that will be lost in front of him on the day of judgment. Which portion of inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon do we understand this portion from? That they know that there is not a single deed, there is not a single thing that will be lost, that will fall through the cracks on a day of judgment. That everything we do, everything we say, we will be held accountable for on the day of judgment. Which portion of the of this statement do we understand that from? We understand that from the portion and verily we are returning back unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are going back unto Allah. So they know that listen, we belong unto Allah. Allah Ta'ala He has tested us with this thing. So we have to speak in a manner that is befitting in wake of this test. We have to act in a manner that is befitting in wake of this test. So we can't use our tongues to complain. We cannot use our tongues to curse and to use foul language and to speak in manners that are not befitting and that Allah hates. We can't use our tongue for that because we're going back to Allah. We're going to be questioned about what we said in like of in, in wake of, excuse me, the test in which we have been tested with. We cannot utilize our limbs in a manner that is haram. So when the test comes, we can't yani, use as a coping mechanism alcohol, drugs, pornography, gambling, whatever the case is from these distractions that individuals who are not upon guidance utilize as coping mechanisms. We cannot utilize these coping mechanisms because they are not permissible. Now, why? We're returning back to Allah. So Allah is going to hold us account to account for what we have done in wake of the calamity. So Allah Ta'ala, He's going to hold us to account. And if we did haram and utilize haram because we got over yani, uh, a calamity in a test, by listening to uh, music over and over and over and over again. We're going to be questioned about that. We got over a test by drinking alcohol. We're going to be questioned about that. We, 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 we try to use as a coping mechanism to deal with the test, smoking of marijuana. We're going to be questioned about that. We try to use as a coping mechanism to get over a test, taking of uh, intoxicants from uh, narcotics. We're going to be questioned about that. So we have to be very careful on how we act. And this, and this is why those who are truly patient, they, are, they remind themselves of this fact that we belong to Allah. So, he, does so, so he, he can do whatever he wants to do to us and write for us, whatever he wants to write for us. Now, and we're returning to Allah. So we have to act in a manner that is conducive of those who know that they are traveling back to their Lord. I'm going to say that again. We have to act in a manner that is conducive for those who know that they are traveling back to their Lord. So we have to act in a manner that he is pleased with, not in a manner that he is displeased with. We have to act in a manner where, by, where, by way and where we would receive the reward from Allah and not in a manner 
that we will be subjected to being punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those who say this, then they acknowledge that they are returning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, they, with, they force their tongue to hold quiet and not complain, to not curse, to not use abusive language and to say things that are displeasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they fight themselves. They fight their limbs from doing those things that are impermissible. They fight their limbs for doing the haram. They fight themselves for using haram coping mechanisms to weather the storm of a calamity and of a test. Allah Ta'ala, for those individuals who are truly the patient, those who remind themselves that they belong to Allah, and they act in a manner that is conducive of those who know that they are returning unto Allah. Allah Ta'ala, He says, and I, and I want you to pay very close attention. Because when you're going through a test, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a calamity, you need upon you ease. Now, when a person meets a calamity by doing haram, they add calamity to a calamity. Now, so now they're being tested with a calamity in the dunya. They do the haram to as a coping mechanism to go through and act and wake at the calamity, to cope with the calamity, right? So the calamity comes in dunya, then they do the haram to quote-unquote cope with the uh, calamity. Now they're subjected to what? To punishment in the hereafter. So now a calamity in the dunya is going to get them punished in the hereafter. So they get the calamity in the dunya and a punishment in the hereafter. So they add calamity to a calamity, but they add a calamity to a calamity that is worse. It is worse than the proverbial uh, saying, jumping out of the pan into the fire. This is worse than that. Because this is not a propane fire from a gas oven. This is a fire of hell that an individual will be choosing by acting in this manner to deal with a worldly calamity that will pass anyway. I just want you to reflect on that. In any event, for those who they act in a manner that is correct, for those who act in a manner that is conducive, for those who are truly patient, Allah Ta'ala, the calamity is followed up by what? Allah Ta'ala, He says, That these ones they will have for them, the salawat from their Lord, meaning, That Allah Ta'ala will praise them. Allah will praise them. Allah Ta'ala put them through a test and they are patient. They say, That verily unto Allah do we belong and unto Allah shall we return. Those who, this is how they deal with the calamity, by being patient, by withholding their tongues from, from complaining, by withholding their limbs from doing the haram, they are truly patient. Then for them, they will have the salawat from their Lord upon them. Allah will praise them and send upon them His mercy. Allah will praise them and send upon them His mercy. So a calamity happened in dunya, you are patient. You say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. You do what you are supposed to, 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 to do because you know you're going to return to Allah. Now Allah Ta'ala, He mentions you. Those who are mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a praiseworthy fashion. Do you fathom that these will be those who will go to the hellfire? No. Allah Ta'ala, those whom Allah Ta'ala, He puts mercy upon them. Do you fathom that these will be those who will go to the hellfire and remain therein? No. So the calamity is followed by that which was better. So much so that a person may say a calamity was followed by that that made the calamity more than worth it.
That's all I had to go through for Allah to praise me and to put mercy upon me. Then I'll go through it a million times again because the reward is worth it. The return on the investment of being patient with that calamity is most worth it because for them will be the Jannah. So Allah Ta'ala says that these, they are the ones who they are guided. He mentioned, he said, hey, Amanatun bin al that these those these are the ones who they'll be safe from the punishment. This is the reward, this is what they get. They'll be safe from the punishment. And these are the ones who they are guided. They are upon guidance. In any event, we have to not just listen to the likes of these verses but we have to understand them and then apply them in our lives when calamity strikes we have to apply them in our, in, in our lives this is how those sahaba they were they applied them in their life I'm going to give you just one example of an historical event that took place where calamity happened, a loss of a loved one took place. For individuals, the loss of a loved one who was the closest individual to you. And the guidance was implemented. And the result was clear for all to see. This comes in a hadith that comes in Sahih Muslim. And Um Salima. On our mother, Um Salama, Radiallahu Ta'ala Anha wa Arudaha, Zawjan Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Taqul, she said, Samir to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Yaqul. She said, I heard the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, saying, meaning that what? Before she married the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, she heard the Prophet ﷺ saying, and she took it to heart, and she rushed to memorize what the Prophet ﷺ he mentioned, and she rushed to put it into practice when the situation in her life made it relevant for her to do so. The Prophet ﷺ he said, Ma min abdin. There is not from a single slave who is tested and touched with a calamity. And he says, or she says, That verily we belong unto Allah, and unto Allah we shall return. Allahumma. O Allah, reward me due to my calamity. And give me better than it. Give me better than what I lost. Give me better than what I'm missing out on. Give me better. Now, in wake of my and my calamity give me better and put me in a better situation. Now, 
The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, it, and this is something that I I, I really stress, and I want to leave as an ongoing homework, bithnilahi taala, for us to memorize this this dua, inshallah, because these classes, naam, and these reminders, they are beneficial, but only if we act in accordance to it, only if we implement them. If we hear these beautiful ahadith, these beautiful ayat, and then we don't put them into practice, they, they, we're not going to benefit from it. We're not going to benefit from it. We have to put it into practice, put it into our lives, if we truly want to benefit. In any event, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that no one says this dua, that again is homework. I want everyone to memorize it. Spend your weekend right now, inshallah, memorizing it. Shouldn't take you the whole weekend, but even if it does, it's well worth it. Even if it takes you the whole weekend to memorize it, it is well worth it because how many you know calamities come in our life, right? So, inshallah ta'ala, we, we can make really good use of it, inshallah. Naam? So, if any calamity strikes a slave and they say that dua, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِلَّا أَجْرَهُ اللَّهُ فِي مُصِيبَتِهِ وَأَخْلَفَ لَهُ خَيْرًا مِّنْهَا Except that Allah will reward him due to his calamity and he will give him better than it. I want you to remember who's saying this. Umm Salima, our mother Umm Salima, she said, قالت, فلما توفي, فلما توفي She said, so when Abu Salama died, who's saying this? Umm Salama. She's saying this, right? She said, and when Abu Salama died, who's Abu Salama? He is that great Sahabi, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Naam? From that great Sahabi, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. So when Abu Salama, and who was Abu Salama? He was the husband of who? Of Umu Salama. Naam. He was her husband. But he died. So when he died, and you could imagine, Naam, let me ask Allah Ta'ala to grant all of our spouses and grant us all uh, long lives with based upon righteousness and safety and security. But you could imagine those who have not been put in a situation, those who have been put in a situation that you already know, the pains of losing a spouse. Lose a spouse, this is tremendously painful. This is the closest individual person to you. When you lose a spouse, this is tremendous. Naam, this is worse than losing your best friend because your spouse is better than your best friend. Okay? So when you lose, lose the loss of a spouse is something that is hard. But what did our mother, what did she do? When she, when she lost her husband, she remembered the dua of the Prophet Sallallahu she implemented the knowledge. She implemented what she learned from the Prophet Sallallahu She said, so once her husband had passed away, Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhu, Qultu, she said, Qultu, Kama Amarani Rasulullahi Sallallahu She said, so I said as the Prophet Sallallahu commanded me to say. So I said, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded me to say, فَأَخْلَفَ اللَّهُ لِخَيْرًا مِّنْهُ So Allah gave me better than what I lost. Allah gave me better than Abu Salama. Naam. Because she was married to Abu Salama. Abu Salama passed away. Now she was a widow. And she made this dua that Allah reward her for her calamity and give her better. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded for her calamity and he gave her better. Naam. 
that Allah Ta'ala Allah, she said, She said, and Allah had given me better than Abu Salama. Allah gave me the Messenger of Allah. This is just a practical example showing us that when we implement the guidance, we will be rewarded when we implement the guidance when the calamity comes and we say this dua Allah will reward us for the calamity and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will give us better than it so I want you to keep this in mind throughout the course of your life that whenever a calamity comes then know for surety this is Allah fulfilling his promise unto you that he will touch you with something from calamity something from from hunger, from fear, from the loss of life, from the loss of money, from the loss of fruits and of um, profit. Right? And also that this is just from the test of life. So therefore be patient because we belong unto Allah. He can do and write for us what he pleases. And unto Allah is our return. So we have to act in a manner that is befitting and to implement the guidance of the Prophet وسلم, and to say this dua. And Allah Ta'ala, He will reward us and He will give to us better than that which we had lost. I want you to reflect upon this and let this be your takeaways. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Fa'naktafi bihadhal qadar. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa jazakumullahu khayra.